Hello everyone, welcome to Change Your Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Basma Alkakun. I'm a holistic health coach and a fitness personal trainer. Throughout this podcast, I will be discussing a variety of topics that covers the circle of life. Welcome to the series of Let's Make a Difference. Throughout this series, I will be inviting guests to the show who are happy to share their personal and professional experience. Times in our lives, we try to be perfect in everything we do, and that is such an unrealistic expectation to put on ourselves. We need to offer ourselves forgiveness. If we are on an entrepreneurial journey, yeah, we're going to make mistakes and we're going to have difficulties, but that's okay because that's what mentors are for and that's how we learn. When we learn and we overcome those challenges, we actually improve what we were working on before and we have a greater outcome. And that's what it's all about is just trying to find balance in our journey. Welcome to my show. Hey, Basma. I'm so glad to be here. Alison Nissen is the co-founder and the president of Rebel Coach, an inspiration platform. And she's an author of 2016 RPLA, Unpublished Memoir of the Year Resolve, Courage and Hope. And she is the streaming media chair and the board member of the Florida Writers Association. I am so excited about today's episode. We have a lot to cover, so let's dive in. Creating a healthy lifestyle has no specific rule to follow. It is completely individual. Please tell us about your lifestyle. How did you create your own and how did you maintain it? I have always been an athlete and that has made it easy for me to always value working out. Now, The way I work out today is not the exact same way I worked out 30 years ago, but I do like to start every morning. I have a dog, which is extremely important to me, but I have a dog who wakes me up and we go for a long walk. First thing, I mean, I roll out of bed, I brush my teeth, I take a sip of water and we are out the door, rain or shine. So that is my way of starting my day and that is, gets me going. So I appreciate that. I do. I agree with you. Being physically active doesn't always require a high intensity workout. If you're hitting 8,000 to 10,000 steps per day, you're doing great. All what you need is increase your heart rate a little bit more. That's it. Alison, tell us about your job. What do you do for a living? I do multiple things. First and foremost, I am a professor of humanities, literature, and theater. So I have these. I balance this this job. I work online and I was working online before February of 2020. So I've been working online for quite a while. So I didn't have much of a transition. So I've been working home at home for a long time. I also have a business of coaching people. We do uh, inspirational coaching. So people that are just wanting to get started to pivot in their career. And I do this with a, a side business with my sister and that's called Rebel Coach. It's really exciting for us to be able to work together. But the third thing I've been doing is creating introduction videos. I like to call them warm introductions. They're interviews 
where I speak with somebody who is an author or an entrepreneur. I record the session and then I create a five to 10 minute ad for them. This is something they can use as a warm introduction on their website. They can use it on their Facebook page. They can email clients and customers with it. It allows the person on the other end to see it and say, wow, I know this person. I know the heart of the product. I know the heart of the business. I know the heart of the book, not just the topic that we're talking about. So these things are near and dear to my heart. I absolutely love doing that. If you can't tell, I also like talking. So moving into the interview space has been an extremely easy transition for me. Oh, I love that. Actually doing multiple things at the same time is really challenging. How do you stay focused? Asma, that is a big challenge. I am very all over the place. And if I didn't have a list in front of me, nothing would happen because I would lose, I would lose the list. So I have to have a book of lists like, and then I write sticky notes of lists on top of the book. So I write the list on the book and then I have sticky notes that go on top of that. And then I just cross things off as I go along. I wish I could say I was 100% consistent and I am not. So I regroup every morning. I write down everything I need to have done by the end of the day. And if it didn't get done the day before, I just take that sticky note that I had and I move it over to the next page and I stick it on top of the other notes that I've, that I've gotten. And it, it really does keep me on track. So the benefit of the sticky notes, this is what I love, is I take that sticky note and I fold it in half when I'm all done. And then I, I collect them. So I have this like big fat sticky note pile and then I throw like 10 or 12 of them away at the same time. So I don't know, maybe it's a little wasteful, but it's kind of fun. It's like, gives me that little jolt of energy. Like, yes, I did something. So I do appreciate that, but my lists are really important and I will, you know, separate things with stars and dashes and, and I have my own little secret code that helps. I have long-term goals. So like long-term might go on one side of the page where the things that absolutely have to get done are on the short term. And if it's really, really important, I'm afraid I'm forgetting like, oh, I have to jump on a podcast or I have to interview somebody. I, um, so I get my, my rhythm gets interrupted. I will then put it on a sticky note and actually stick it to my computer screen so that I don't forget about it as soon as I come back to reality of being able to get back to my everyday work. Whoa, those are really helpful tips. Thank you for that. Your own business is really challenging nowadays and it requires a lot of hard work. So what is your advice for the ones who are starting now? When you're just starting out, you have two choices. One is you jump right in and you just go. And you say, you know what, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to get my LLC. I'm going to just start. I'm going to get my website. I'm going to do it all. And you just go for it. You go for it while the passion's there. Then there's the analysis paralysis side of it. I like to think of it as a coin. You have the one where you flip it and you just jump right in. And then you have the other side where you sit and you want everything to be perfect before you launch. But my thought is, is there's no need to be perfect before you launch because you will never launch if you're waiting to be perfect. I think it's better to jump right in. Although I do like to build back content. So I'll give myself, let's say a month and I'll say, I want to do 10 podcasts before I actually launch it. So I will do 10. My first one might take me a really long time to edit because it's a new skill for me. Then I will work on my second one and it will be quicker. And my third one will be faster. And by the time I get to that 10, I have hit my deadline. And yeah, the first one's not so great, but it's really not that bad. So I send them all out to the world and you have that 
that content already built up, you feel accomplished. And once you have that feeling of success, it's so much easier to continue to go forward because you feel legitimate and the other person who's on the other end, your customer, your client, uh, an observer, a listener, they also notice that you have authority in what you're talking about. You're not someone who's just had one podcast and that's all it is. Are you going to come back or not? Why would they subscribe to you if you only have one podcast? And I'm using podcasts as an example, but it's the same thing with your business. Like if you haven't really built that back, the backlog of information, people are going to think that they're, maybe you're not worth investing in. But if you've spent some time doing that little bit of back, little bit of back end without the analysis paralysis it does not need to be perfect people will look at those say the first ones and then they'll go back to the very beginning and think oh well that's when you started out no big deal people are very forgiving i do think it's important if you're going to start out and be do something new just jump right in now here's another piece of advice is finances so let's suppose you want to start a new business and you have a full-time career you just need to budget a certain amount of time and make it regular put it on your calendar Put it there. So maybe one to three hours every day, you work on it. So let's say you have your normal eight to five job, and then you want to spend five hours a week just starting to build that back content. If you get to the point where you're earning enough to be able to leave a second position, that's great. Otherwise, you want to continue on the path and continue to grow, work on your social media, work on your presence, work on your content and keep creating a larger platform. The larger your platform is, it will become easier to eventually leave your eight to five job and take that challenge of really jumping into the entrepreneurial space altogether. Really appreciate your advice. Now, if you can tell us about your coaching company, how did you came up with the idea? Rebel Coach, my latest company, and my sister and I built it. We had gotten together. Uh, we started talking on the phone. So as sisters, we were always close, but we were in different career fields. And we started calling each other often for advice. And every time we talk at the end of every phone call, we'd be like, it's better together. It's better together. It's better together. Because we were so excited that we could help each other. And so then we had gone to a family funeral, which sounds sad, but We'd gone to a family funeral and we just decided at that point it was time for us to actually launch a business together. She proposed the name and I loved it. And so we we literally at that point, we sat down in a hotel room and did our LLC together, divided up different tasks and ways we would move forward. At that point, we were in motion. We didn't have a great plan, but we had a motion and we started building that plan and we would come to each other and we started, uh, we had regular business meetings. We called it CEO time and we put it in our calendars and then we had, you know, finance time. We'd put that in our calendars and then we had coaching time because we would coach each other on the skills that we had that the other didn't have so that we could grow together. And because we developed a coaching platform, it became our way of starting to coach, really expanding our coaching field. We developed Tuesday at two, which is an inspiration phone call that we have every week. And we invite everyone in the world to come. They can all come. But every Tuesday at two Eastern time, we have inspirational women that we love to celebrate. We love to celebrate their business, their journey, what they have done, the challenges they face, the things they've overcome. And it started with the idea secretly of it just being our own little private MBA. 
because we needed to learn, say, about finances. And so we'd ask someone who was a bookkeeper to come on and chit chat with us. And then we want to know about social media. So we asked someone who was a specialist in social media and they would come on. And each time we would learn, we've been doing these programs now for about two years. We have only missed because it's been, uh, we, we only missed when it was Christmas and Thanksgiving, which is really impressive for us. So um, it has really helped our journey of coaches being able to grow. She works with executives. Her favorite is working with women executives who are within 18 months of maternity leave. I work with writers and entrepreneurs to help launch their businesses as well as helping to hone their own personal stories. Everyone has a story to tell. And when I mentioned before about having the heart behind the story, when you have that heart, but if you don't share who you are with your chosen audience, they won't know you. They won't know who you are. And so it's really important that you become accessible to your audience. Everyone has a different audience. Everyone has a different group of people that they're trying to communicate with. As a coach, my job is to make my clients and my customers the hero of their own journey, to point out what their story is and show them the path. So I am their, I'm their coach. I'm their Sherpa. I'm the one that's going to point it out to them and say, this is the way you go forward so that they are the hero of their own story. And all I am is the guide. I'm the person in the back breathing the work words that they need to hear, but they're doing it on their own. They're climbing that own mountain by themselves. Tell me about your relationship with your sister. How do you split work from fun? Because I know you like to enjoy your time. I will tell you in the beginning, we did a little pinky swear sisters first. Then we built, uh, then we filled out a partnership agreement as well. So we do have both in case we ever want to dissolve for whatever reason, we have it clear as to what the goals are for the business. So it is a sister's first business where we are both prepared to be able to walk away as sisters, not let this get to us. I know that in many cases, a family business can hurt relationships. And that was the one thing we really didn't want to do. We make it very important that we are always having fun. If we're not having fun, we've promised the other that we would say so. If we are ever concerned about anything, we bring it up without bias. So we're not judging the other person and we're trying to just come to it where they are. So we, you, you really have to put jealousy aside. You have to put anything that could cause familiar relations to be complicated aside and just work on it as long as we have the same goals where we consider the values to be very important. So that's the direction we take. So as sisters, we did the pinky swear, but we also did a partnership. We discussed before about starting a new business is challenging, but we have to start no matter what. Although sometimes we have that voice in our head that tells us, oh, you cannot do it or you're not good enough. Or in other words, imposter syndrome. How can we ignore this voice and keep going? When I first went to graduate school, I thought there was no way I was ever going to become the expert that I had, the, the people that I admired that came before me. I, there was no way I was going to be those people in my head. And then all of a sudden I realized that the only reason a surgeon is an expert is because he had a lot of training. And I was also getting my training in the humanities and the, in the arts. And, and I had more information than other people. I was equally qualified to do the job that was presented to me. So right there, I felt like, okay, my feet are on the ground and they're solid. My, my 
foundation is solid. And so it's just a matter of continually reminding myself that, you know what, I am an expert and I do have this information. When we start something new and we feel like we're a phony and we're a fake, we need not because every single person who came before us had been in our shoes. We will get there. It's like a rung on a ladder. There might be people in front of you that have already climbed the ladder. That's great. Use their advice, use their mentorship to move you forward because there will be people behind you as well and they will be looking up to you. So the imposter syndrome is that voice in our head that tells us we can't do something. We need to just shut it, shut it up. I always say, Bertha, quiet now. I've, I've named my imposter syndrome. So she has a name and it's Bertha. And Bertha, I tell her to be quiet. She does. She gets quiet. Sometimes you have to give yourself a little bit of a pep talk. Reality is that there's always people in front of you who want to give back and help you. They want to be mentors. People love to be asked. People love when someone asks their opinion. But there's always going to be people behind you that are coming up behind you. So those are important things to remember that you are where you are. You're in the perfect position for you and you are you. No one else will ever be you. And that's a good thing because we, each one of us is special in our own way. We have our own way of understanding, our own way of being able to give back, our own way of learning. And that's what it is. So if we're ever in doubt of who we are and what we have, we look up in front of us and we ask the people that have gone before us. We can either read about it or reach out and speak to someone. And then we look behind us and know that there's people behind us that are also watching us because that's what's really important. It's that we're all on this journey together and we are in the perfect spot for us right now. I have a firm belief that connecting with people that are ahead of us is the key to success. You just mentioned about connecting with other people. Now, how can we connect with our audience, attract our audience? Here's here's a secret, Basma. As an entrepreneur, you're trying to solve your audience's problem. What is their problem? That's the one you're trying to solve. So it all comes back to that hero's journey. And I, I think I mentioned it earlier is you want your audience to be the hero of their own story. You're their guide. So I might have a product. Suppose it's makeup. Your problem might be that you don't like the splotches on your skin. My job is to make you the hero of your own story. Look, I have a product that will help get rid of the splotches on your screen, your skin so that you can be better. It's not about me and my product. Uh, yes, it is about me and my product, but it's not about Allison. It's about how my product can help you. So you have to make sure that your audience is the hero of their journey. What problem are you trying to help your audience solve? Every entrepreneur is in it for the love of their own business and their own ideas, but they're trying to solve their audience's problems, no matter what they're doing. If they're writing a book, their audience wants to be entertained or educated. If they're public speaking, their audience wants to, again, be maybe entertained or educated. If you have a product, your audience wants something from that product you are in the background. As long as you take the focus off of yourself and put it onto your audience, you will win. And then consistency, 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 consistency. It might start really slow. You might have one client and that client is your mother, but your mother has a friend and she's going to tell her friend about how proud she is of her daughter. And her friend will say, okay, I'll try it. Well, you know what? That person has a daughter and a friend. Now you have the opportunity to meet 
more people and then they have friends and it works that way so organically but you need to be consistent and you need to make sure that your focus is on your audience and their problems what are they trying to solve you're not trying to fix their problem because if you fix their problem they're not going to come back to you you want them to fix their own problem so that they say this is amazing and i want to come back because it was amazing not because oh you did it for me now i'm gone that was a phenomenal episode. Thank you so much, Allison. I appreciate you. Thank you, Bosma. The glass is neither half full nor half empty, nor needing to be washed, nor too big. It's it's a glass of water. And you know what? It's there to drink. Use it as nourishment. Thank you everyone for listening to my podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to listen to my future episodes, please hit subscribe.